Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of March 23rd. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filter Cord. Hey, coming live to you from the bunker. Surviving What's up, coronavirus. Everybody's. 2020! I, I hate these DJs, dude. I'm glad yeah. radio's done. No, it's good. I definitely could have. We should bring that. it back. Like, that was something that actually my family talked about a lot. I was going to try to get on the, like, uh, University of Finley radio station when I was going there. Yeah, didn't like, you have a friend who did that? He did, like, yeah. a metal show? Yeah. But he, it was at, like, 3 a.m. Because, yeah. like, they'll, the school, like, has to let people do whatever they want that are students. Because they're, yeah, of course. you know, paying the school, like, fucking $40,000 a year. <laughs> so, uh, but they would do it at, like, if they didn't like you or didn't want you to, if they didn't, if they weren't super into what you were doing, they'd put you at, like, a weird time. And I heard the, like, the guy that ran the, like, lab or whatever was really cool, um... The, like, all the stuff with it was really dope. Like, all the stuff around it. But then the act of doing it itself. Like, if I was born 20 years sooner, I would have been on the, uh... What was it? What was, uh... Howard Stern's, like, crew called? I don't like, know. the shit brigade or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I definitely would have been one of these idiots. Just, like, hanging out with Beetlejuice. <laughs> you know how it is. Nothing so, wrong with that. Beetlejuice. Uh, as you can see, we're getting a little uh, stir-crazy already. <laughs> um, it was weird. Like, my job just called, like, sending people home on, like, halfway through the day Thursday. So they were like, okay, if, if you can get your stuff packed up and you can finish your day from home, that's fine. Otherwise, people start considering working from home tomorrow. But it's still at, like, a supervisor level. Yeah. So, like, he's just like, this is up to you guys. I can't make anybody do anything. And I'm like, bitch, you got to make people do stuff. You have to make people leave. Like, I'm, that's like saying, hey, I'm not going to move these hot coals out of your way, but you have to walk to the end of the <laughs> line. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you don't want to step on the hot coals, you're allowed to take a slight left or whatever. And it's like, that's just not how the shit works. Sorry. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, for me, it was a day earlier. You, yeah. You got to do like... herd immunity and we're behind. You know? Cool. So... so... Uh, with this time, the little bit of time that we've had uh, not commuting, I feel like we've had a bit more time to actually do stuff. So, right, yeah, I'm playing? saving almost an hour a day, so I've been putting approximately 32 hours a day into Total War Three Kingdoms again. Of course, because I'm just completely on my shit at this point. It's unavoidable. Um, so they released the new DLC on uh, like Thursday during the day basically so um it's kind of you know how steam sometimes drops stuff like in the middle of the day it's like cool you couldn't think yeah. of a better time to do this just a weird time um they definitely did that to me again so um you know the new uh world betrayed dlc we talked about it last week um so i'm not gonna like go super into the details or whatever i'm just gonna talk about the play experience mm -hmm. um they added several new units and a whole new tart tarting a whole new starting time zone a tarting time zone, one might say. Ooh. And uh, it's basically like jumping into like the sons of the people that started the original like war. So um, it's kind of weird because the like first generation sons are kind of the people that the main Three Kingdoms story is kind of about to begin with. So it's a little weird to be like, Hey, we're going to talk about the the sons of the guys that started this war, and it's like it, it, the story's always sort of been about them. So like, they're really focusing heavily on like um, like Sun Se, who is this like southern 
the son of the southern warlord who eventually like like the south is one of the two major powers that comes about during this time period so um his father historically died pretty quickly uh in, in like the the beginning of the war or whatever so like again it's like if you if you don't play as them so if you play as the his father's name was sun jam if you play as them he tends to live for a while because you can like easily avoid the plot that kills him or whatever but if you are not playing as them sun say usually takes over pretty quickly anyways so it's like that doesn't really change the game uh the main thing they did was add lubu who is probably one of the most famous people he's like you know if you play dynasty warriors lubu's the guy that when he shows up you're like oh shit time to back out because he's just such a legend he would just absolutely demolish people in battle um if you're playing in the romance mode which is the like individual hero units are like much more powerful and they're just doing crazy cool shit all the time um lubu can take on entire like multi-unit battalions by himself and just completely devastate them because he was i mean at the time he was literally considered like a legend like they didn't really understand how somebody could be so powerful so um you know in that respect it's really cool to be able to play as him he's like known as kind of an impulsive idiot so his like uh his gameplays like his starting position is really interesting and it's like kind of difficult because he's basically so he has betrayed and killed uh dong Zhuo, which you know historically did happen mm-hmm. um and then typically when you were playing these games he would either him or dong Zhuo's son because he was Dong Zhuo's adopted son. So one of the two of them would take over based on how long the game had been going on, basically. And then, um, so like you could you could face a Lubu faction and you could potentially play as Lubu if you were playing Dong Zhuo and you made him your heir before you died, right? So um, again, it's not super crazy different, but in this, they kind of made a more interesting start position where he, you know, betrayed and killed Dong Zhuo and then he like was kicked out. So then he, like, shows up somewhere on the other side of the map with, like, a small territory, and he's being attacked by um, Cao Cao, who's just absolutely whipping his ass. So you you have to, like, retreat and become the vassal of somebody else in order to survive, which is, I think, a really cool, interesting way into the game that I think a lot of people, like, a lot of people wouldn't even consider becoming a vassal for someone because they would see that as a, a loss. Like, oh, this other dude is my boss, right? So, like... I'm merging, like, my kingdom serves him so that automatically I'm considering that to be a loss. You know what I mean? But the game really doesn't see it that way. So I think this this mode doesn't offer a whole lot new, and I think that's why they were able to crank it out so quickly. But it does introduce a lot of more interesting scenarios and things like that. Um, It kind of changes the bandits' gameplay, which is cool, because obviously the bandits are dope. They're just, like bucking and crunking out here all day long dude <laughs> uh-huh. and they made a new thing a new way to make money is like you can get like basically mercenary contracts where somebody is like hey can you go kill this dude who's an asshole and then you can be like yeah sure i hate that guy and then um they like pay you to instead of like joining their war they basically just pay you to like fuck up a few units which is really interesting hmm. um it's kind of a, a new way to play and it's really good for the bandit type warlords so, yeah, that's, that's the uh, main thing I've been putting a lot of hours into. Um, on mobile, 
League of Legends finally released Team Fight Tactics on mobile, and I've been doing a ton of that. Um, it's really good. It ports over pretty well. The only no. issue, so I have a Note uh, 10, I think. So it's like a large, like almost a phone tablet, right? Right. Huge device. And um, it's uh, it's still a little small. Like, I think they should have maybe repositioned the camera a little bit and, and zoomed in or maybe just made the units bigger on, on screen or something. Because it's still a little difficult to tell exactly, like, with the precision that you really need to have to see what's going on. This is, again, like, you know, it's a tactical game. Um, but that's my only complaint. Otherwise, it ports over really well. I've been, I've been doing that a lot, like I said, kind of building up my strategy because they coincided it with the release of the new teamfight tactics set so what you're if you're watching this live what you're seeing on screen is the elementals set uh, so they've switched over to the galaxies set which is kind of like a sci-fi thing which is really cool so um, okay do they like you can kind of pick which set you want to play with right no so the <sighs> the set is like all what units are available so, like, in Elementals, like, the things, the synergies and shit that you were building up in Elementals was, like, uh, like, on screen, they have an ocean-type character. So, like, if you get multiple ocean characters, they will buff each other, uh, like, they, they give each other mana every so often, and then they use their mana to do their special abilities or whatever. And, like, um, they had, you know, electric, they had light, woodland, uh, inferno, things like that. The new one is, like... Um, Chrono, so they like they're able to speed up their allies' time, so like they get, they get people to attack faster and things like that. Um, space pirate, they can have a chance to like passively earn gold for you while in combat mm -hmm. by like killing enemies. Um, so it's it's different and it's uh, it's got like interesting new mechanics. There's all new units to choose from. They all look themed to like outer space basically. Um, so I'm having a ton of fun with that. Uh, still kind of learning the new metagame, but um, it's definitely, like, there's still the, like, really hard to pull off, like, six-unit type sets that, like, all the unit types match, but they're just absolutely not good unless you get all six of them, which is funny. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, <clears throat> the final game I've been playing, which I think, you know, according to my friends list, everybody on Earth has been playing. Yeah. Uh, of course. What else could it be? Animal Crossing. I, at day day one, I had like 12 or 14 friends playing this on my Switch. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, you go look at your friends list and it's like, okay, I don't even know this many people, but they all out here playing. Yeah. Yeah. I just straight up started importing people from, uh, yeah. like, Facebook and all, like, I had some people on the Switch that came, or the um, Wii U that came mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And almost everyone was playing this. I think there was one person playing Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing right now? Real shit. But it's fine. You gotta do what you gotta do, I guess. You gotta, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so, the long wait, what do you think? Yeah. It's really good. So, of course, uh -huh. I have to caveat, like, I'm obviously not in late game or anything. Um, still kind of picking up some of the ropes. Like, things are mostly the way that you would remember them. I think, uh, if you've played the previous game. So there's, like, you know, once you get your shovel, you can, like, go hit... There, there's one rock in your village or whatever that when you hit it with your shovel, it will eventually spit out something that's helpful, you know? 
Like, yeah. there, it has all the stuff that you expect and things that you've, like, built your strategy around are all there. But at the same time, they've added so much more. And, like, I really like the crafting, which is something I typically don't like in games, right? Um, right, right. I really like, uh, I mean, pretty much everything they're doing, I think, was all their changes are really smart. Um, I think that they've just made the game so much more player-friendly. Um, I don't know. It's just like there's the learning curve is a lot better. The ability to like multi dump items, like uh, you can get blathers to uh, assess like 10, 15 fossils at once, which is super useful. Which is, because, yeah, really good. Like typically you would have to go through one by one, and you still have to do that for some things because they, you know, they've they've made a change. They didn't like get new DNA or something. You know what I mean? They just made yeah. slight updates. So, um, Obviously, there's there's more they could do if they really wanted to, but I think they've just done a really great job, and there's not a lot left to fix, honestly. Um, I have not run into any kind of cheesy like ripoff mechanics, um, which I, I know there was some fear of that I don't I don't know if that was like a well founded fear. It seemed like people were just kind of like, every other game does this, so this game surely will do it as well. And it's like, okay, I kind of need to see evidence for that first. But I mean, I get the sentiment, I guess. But, um, yeah, I've been super into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it. I couldn't say too much more because I've kind of been waiting for my house. I just loaded it up while we mm-hmm. were sitting here. And it, it, it um, finally came through. So yes. um, I just got access to that. I just got access to uh, the museum guy. His name's Blathers, right? Hell yeah. And then... Uh, there was like a drowned seagull on shore. Yep. Found My him. man has been through some shit, let me tell you. He's seen some stuff. Gulliver. Um So, uh, I, I have heard oh. that there are some in, so, some interesting things that people are getting that are, okay, of course, different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's talk about, and I don't know if you'll know this off the top of your head, but okay. when you came in, what was the color of the airport? The color of the airport. I don't know that off the top of my head. I would have to check on that for sure. Mine was blue. Um, some people were getting green. Some people were getting, you know, just di- di- different colored airports. Interesting. Um, I'll check on that. What, I didn't uh, know that that was an option. What fruit did you get? Uh, so my fruit, I'm very happy to report the thick-ass peach. You got peaches. Nice. Hell yes. I got oranges. Nice. Yeah. So that's the, cool. I mean, there's, um, so I've gotten, uh, cookie nuts and I, my mom sent me something. You, your mom sends you one. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, the she, first, second day or whatever. I think she sent me pears. Yeah. She sent so me. I'm in the thick ass bottom crew. Yeah. She, she sent me pears as well. Yeah. It's a typical one, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. Really interesting. Doing some new stuff. Um, yeah, my it's kind of interesting how they like intentionally kind of fence off your island in the beginning. Um, so they like I don't know, it's it's kind of hard to describe. I guess it's um, yeah, yeah. They have like um, you're, you're only available to get into a limited space, sort of. Yeah, it, and I know there's like a pole or something you can get to go across water, um, and then yeah, you'll also that. get some other stuff. Like I don't have that yet. Eventually so, you'll be able to. I haven't gotten it yet, but eventually you can just like freeform build bridges wherever you want and shit. So that's oh, cool. gonna be really good when that's available. 
What uh, um, and and also, what two individuals were in your home? Oh, so I got uh, the superhero bunny girl. I haven't learned their names yet because I'm I'm not like super familiar with all the villagers. There's a few that I know really well that I've had in like old towns and stuff, but it's been a while. Um, so there's like a, a bunny who's a girl who is like a superhero. She's in like she has like a the little eye mask and everything. Which is yeah. Really funny. Does she look kind of like a ninja a little bit, though? Yes. Okay. Definitely. I know who you're talking about. And then um, the other one is uh, a uh, like a like an elk or a deer or something, and he's he's like super into weightlifting. Okay. So he's I like got swole as hell. Yeah, I got. Um, she's like a frog lady named Diva. Okay. And yeah, I, I ended I up getting. The like power lifting bear, his name's like Groff or something. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my guy's yeah. like my other guy's like super obsessed with like he's mentioning weightlifting all the time, which several of them do, which is really funny, I think, every time. Yeah. A swole ass teddy bear running around my place. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Um one of my favorite things that I've been doing, mm-hmm. uh every day when I log on, I have to do it today, I haven't done it yet. Is yeah. I go to the bulletin board and I write um, a, uh, a, okay, like a story, a, a capture note. Basically, you're like, I'm being held yeah. here against my will by X Y Z. Yeah, it's like I was it's drugged, and yeah, it's very good. <laughs> oh, so fun. Um, it, it's it's fully ridiculous, but yeah, just yeah. my. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I don't know how long it's going to end up going on. but it's... It's, At this point, it's going on long enough that it's funny. So that's really all that matters. Right. Very but, um, yeah, I mean, tons of cool things that they've added uh, to, you know, just... Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just changed uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of the like quality of life, like with the Nook Miles and things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it, a, a really quality um, kind of like chill game. You don't have to, and it's pretty much mm-hmm. what we expected it to be. Uh, so it's very laid back. I, it's I, yeah, incredibly happy with um, incredibly happy with it. And as well, I had some like things that I didn't want anymore. Like I was kind of over um, Dragon Ball Z, the mm-hmm. Kakarot game. So I was like, I'll trade that. I just bought an extra controller or two, so I'm gonna grab those controllers. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll um, you know, trade some of my old ones. Uh, not only did I pick this game up, but I got thirty dollars in um, PlayStation uh, cards, mm. and okay. I only paid like two ninety six for it. Nice. Yeah, that was a pretty good day. Um, so I, I don't know. It feels like it was kind of free a little bit. Nice. That's good. Um, which things that are free always kind of you can't have anything against that right yeah right right it's like well I didn't pay really anything for it so I I can't like hate it or anything for sure Um, but yeah uh, I'm sure next week once we really get into the meat of the game I know you you're a bit further along than I am Um, but yeah they have some of the things that take like a full day to get through yeah, I mean, a lot of the intro stuff is, like, when you're waiting for things to be built, like, so, I haven't logged in yet today, but today is going to be the, like, completion of the build for the, um, um, the, uh, like, Nook's Cranny store. Mm. So, once that's up, that's going to do a lot for me. Nice. Cool. Um, so, 
We've both been playing that one pretty heavily, uh, going on to the other things that I've been playing. Um, the smaller things that I've kind of been playing, uh, I, I've, I've been continuing to play Borderlands uh, 3, just trying to get that uh, last piece that I need. I I don't know what it is. I've got I, I've received drops for um, legendary items for Moe's. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't even tell you how many times. Um, I've got the same, uh, I think it was like the green monster uh, okay. class mod for her yeah. that I don't want. I've got that probably <laughs> a good like 17 or 18 times. <laughs> and I haven't got the one that I've wanted uh, dropped one time That's in cool. oh, like a week and a half. Uh, so cool. frustrating, but I am max level. Uh, I completed all of the... Um, Moxie's heist of um, the Handsome Jackpot DLC, yeah, uh, which is which was pretty cool. Uh, it did star a uh, it did star a Handsome Jack body double. Hmm. Name I think his name was Timmy. <laughs> Damn, looks just like him, talks just like him, acts Timmy. just like him. So funny. It's like how can we? Okay, so Handsome Jack is gone and dead. How can we get? handsome jack back in the game without looking like assholes yeah oh, that's just how they're doing that's, that's how guy. yeah same guy just give him a different name uh good stuff um so Perfect. that's been equally frustrating and fun um i've also of course still been playing um the call of duty Warzone mode nothing more to report there it's it, you know it is what yeah. it is it's fun um I have uh, my review of Neon City Riders up over on mammothgamesinc.com. Go check that out. That was a really fun game I talked a little bit about last week. Uh, my official review's up, and uh, they seem pretty stoked on it, which was cool. That's cool. Um, good, uh, really good action, um, you know, just like action arcade style game. It really reminds me of playing something like at an arcade. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, definitely go check that out. And uh, the last thing that I've been playing that's like not too noteworthy, um, not saying that it's not important, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, things, hey, I'm still doing this. Um, Session just updated their, th- it's their third update, updating to version uh, 0.4. And they've added some pretty cool stuff to the game. Um, they added uh, a new area you can fast travel to, and it's a pretty iconic area from um, like skate videos like um, Alien Workshops Minefield and things like that. But mm. uh, the New York City Pyramid Ledges, um, it's kind of like planters with p- smaller planters on top of them, and then like right. a tree on top of it. Um, but it makes for some really interesting things that you can try. Like, hey, I want to do... Um, like a ta- like a tail slide on the bottom planter, but somehow pop up to the top planter and do a nose slide before I, mm-hmm. you know, do a two seventy out. Um, so they've done that. They've added um, the two big things for uh, like gameplay. They've added uh, a few new tricks: the impossible, which is really cool, uh, board flips end over end, and um, late flips. So when you're already in the air, you can flip the board again. Um, And they've added the two main things that you can do with late flips. Um, Shove it, pop shove it, and uh, like spinning the board 180, and a kick flip where it rotates. Um, 
the other way, like not long ways, you know. Okay. I don't know, it's yeah. kind of hard to explain. Um, yeah. Look up a kickflip. That's the easiest thing to do. Horizontally, um, basically. Yeah. Uh, and they've also added one-footers, so you can kick your front foot off the front of the board and do like a judo kick, and then mm-hmm. as well off the back. Um, and as well, they added a while back, I think in their last update, they added the ability for players to um, play a game of skate in multiplayer. Which was nice. Um, Now you can team up with that friend and they can be your cameraman for you doing tricks. So if you have a line that you want to do, they finally implemented that. Like, okay, I'm going to do this up here and then we're going to jump down here. We're going to cruise along this little edge. And then, you know, I'll do my last trick down the stairs. You'll stop at the top of the stairs and watch me jump down. Um, And you guys can set up and do that now. So new things for the editor mode too. Pretty beefy update, to be honest. Um... Uh, the one thing I've noticed, though, is there, uh, I play on, like, the most hardcore, like, simulation mode as possible, mm-hmm. and it feels a little broken. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is about it, but uh, if I do any sort of random trick, when I go to land the trick, catch the trick, mm-hmm. um, it counts as me trying to do a back foot, like, judo kick every okay. time. And I don't know how to... And sometimes when I jump, my character just automatically starts to rotate in a direction. So I'm still messing with those settings, trying to fix it up. Hmm. Um, but, you know, all in all, I'm pretty stoked on, you know, all of the... You know, like, all of the stuff that is, like, there and, um, like, that you can do. Like, yeah. it's it's exactly what I want. It's just not 100% complete yet. Okay. So... Good stuff on good stuff on that. Um, and the last thing that I've been playing more of, and it's been in the last like day or two, um, jumped back into Divinity Original Sin Two. Uh, PC pasta man uh, picked up uh, picked it up on PC. I picked it up, of course, PC. So we've been playing through that. Um, our character names are mm-hmm. uh, pretty fun. Doogie and um, the Donut. What, what was his name? His name his name is Darren. Okay, Ooh, that's fine. Um, it became like a running joke around his house when they were going to buy a cat, um, and his daughter was going to name the cat Darren Pickle Food. His name okay. is Pasty's name in the game is Darren Pickle Food now. That's fine. Um, mine is Dirk Diggler. <laughs> Very good. We so, got it, folks. Okay, here we are. This is what we're talking about. Um, but uh, where we are now is, um, and we've talked about doing a live stream of this. So, I mean, we may even do a live stream of this later today. <laughs> uh, so, you know, stay tuned. We'll do it right here on Facebook. Keep your peeps out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, we've pretty much cleared out the majority of Fort Joy, which is the mm. first main area. And we skirted around the start area where you run into a um, pretty hefty enemy. She basically liquefies a lizard. Um, uh, a, a li- lizard. Oh, oh, yeah, a lizard. Um, what, what do they call her? She has, uh, like, source. Yeah, source. So she's, so she's collared, and everyone here is collared. They all think that they have, they're like a sorcerer. Um, of course, oppressing the mage, which is the standard, like, story i feel like for yeah. uh fantasy these days Definitely um, is now, yeah. and 
you can just walk up to that, have the conversation, and leave. Um, but there is some cool stuff to get if you kill the shit out of those people. Yeah, if you're a complete dumb shit and you're like, I'm just going to tank this like late-level boss right now. Yes, um, and you don't have to kill her. You just have to get her down to 40%. It took Pacey and I an hour and a half. Damn! Shit. Um, so what it consisted of is there is a ledge above them. So I positioned my archer up there, and we walked in to fight, and we got fucking dominated. They were one-hitting us. We were Jesus. the we were level, like, five or six. They were level eight. Oh, my so, God. There wasn't anything else for us to do to gain experience. So we're like, yeah. well, we have to do it now. So we took everyone up on that ledge. And Pasty had this idea. He's like, I have that backpack. They give you a backpack. Mm-hmm. I'm going to load it with heavy stuff. And then I'm going to teleport it and drop it on her head. Okay, gotta love that. I like that a lot. So we went around and we collected oil barrels, water barrels, boxes, crates, all these things. Put it in this bag because it's a you know one of those bags. It's a... Yep. Um, Bag of holding. Yeah, bag of holding. <laughs> um, it did uh, thirty, like thirty-three damage. <laughs> Perfect. It didn't do anything. So we took all of the boxes out of the bag, and we're like, "Well, we're noticing they're trying to run up this, climb up the ladders. They're all trying to attack us and uh, run up all these various ports to get to us. Mm. What if we cut all of those off with boxes and they couldn't get to us?" Mm-hmm. And then instead of teleporting something down to her, if we teleported her up to us, well, she one hit killed all of us. Right. So what we did is we set up, I think it was three barrels high to block so they couldn't see us and shoot up at us and throw stuff up at us and effectively breaking their line of sight. They couldn't teleport up to us and do like a uh, backstab or anything like that. Um, it rendered everyone useless except Dallas, which is the woman we're trying to kill. And we took two um, chests that we had found that we had in that bag, and I positioned them to create, um, like basically, like a cage for her. We dropped her in, like, in the middle of it, mm-hmm. and we just took shots at her. And sooner or later, the stuff broke, and she got out. But by that time, we had her armor down so low that we have a move where we turn someone into a chicken. We turned that bitch into a chicken and just continued to wail on her. Um, And we beat her, and she dropped her hammer. And I had my character pick up the hammer because it's really, really good, Mm. Um, which is the whole point. And then, systematically, we would skip our turns until he had teleport back and I had my um, incarnate back, which is a summon. And -hmm. I would summon my incarnate down... Uh, like down there uh, by all of the enemies and caused them to run out into an area where uh, Pasty could see and teleport one enemy up at a time because they were three levels higher than us. Um, And it worked and we got the weapon and we beat her and um, it was a whole big thing. Sometimes you gotta uh, cheese it, you know? Yeah, just had to get the win. And we got the win. So we've done pretty much everything there. Um... And I think we have, like, one more area to finish off. Um, it's, the, it's like, the little Magister's little castle area and the docks. And then we'll be out of Fort Joy and into um, the wilderness of the island. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, beyond that, you'll get on um, the boat. And then you'll take the boat to the mainland where um, 
I feel like the main game begins. You get your collars off. It's time to, you know, it's time to uh, actually play the major part of the game. Right. Um, like you're you're out of the intro zone, basically. Yeah, yeah, and so um, we may do that a little bit later today. Uh, so keep an eye here for that. Um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of laughs and just a lot of stupid things that are that are happening. But uh, obviously, yeah. it all started with a bag. Is what Pasty said like yesterday. Uh, so um, some cool stuff there. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I've been doing. I haven't been putting anything into um, like really mobile. It's been mainly been Animal Crossing, um, Divinity, and writing up that uh, review for that sweet ass game, Neon City Riders. Right. Cool. Cool. Uh, so um, with that. We'll go ahead and jump into uh, the games releasing. But first, if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook or head over to mammothgamesinc.com. We'll start there first. Um, of course, as I said, you can check out my review for Neon City Riders. Grim still has some cool stuff going on over there. And I've actually created um, a comprehensive list of free video games for your um, COVID 19 staycation. Um, it has a bunch of cool stuff um, that you can get in there. Some of them were weekend uh, specific. Um, others, like GOG, giving out like 25 free games right now. Hell yeah. Um, so, some good stuff. This is going to continue to develop. I'll remove stuff from here. I'll add new stuff uh, to here. Um, so, just keep your eye on that and share that with uh, your friends so they know what's up and where they can get some cool free games. Um, and uh, aside from that, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. So, you can check out all of the video game stuff that you need. Um, and usually all the stuff we talk about here on the podcast, you see there first as well. Last but not least, Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So, you know, when we go live and do stuff just like this, um, I feel like there's going to be a lot more Animal Crossing memes in the future posts over here. So, um, yeah, I'm like in several, uh, Animal Crossing communities on, uh, Twitter and Facebook. So we need to get you access (laughs) to the Twitter, I think. So yeah. you can so you can mad post uh, like Animal Crossing and other uh, ridiculous gaming oriented memes. Um, but let's jump into the games releasing. These ones releasing March twenty third through the 29th, starting on the twenty third. Actually, a game uh, you sounded kind of interested in it, and I think it looks pretty good. Definitely interesting. Um, we're talking about Half Life Alex. Yeah. Out. The first game from Valve in like 37 years over here. Is it Alex or Elix? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think it's named after. I think you're playing as the character Alex. Okay, he just spells his name like an asshole. Hmm. Okay. Just checking. Correct. Cool. Um, cool. Doing some slight. You gotta hold up. We need to research figure it on down. Um, I I have not looked into this game because. I do not own something that can actually uh, play it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. VR is something that I'm really behind in. I know you're a little more up on it. You have a few yeah. It's definitely something. So I have um, looks. Beautiful. I have the the Oculus Quest. Mm-hmm. I have the PSVR. Um, yeah, Alex is the like. She's the like woman in Half Life Two, the daughter, right. the guy. You're playing yeah. as her. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I've, but, um, I've only seen hands. I've only seen hands. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like I've never been a big Half Life fan. 
just because I'm not super into shooters and like it was just too early for me to get super into it, I guess. Like I only really got into first person games as of like Fallout Three. Okay. So um, it's just something that I like. I, I was it would always kind of make me like nauseous, and it was just really disorienting until you know I got through something that I was more interested in um, that was able to kind of get me over that hump. And obviously now I do a lot more. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, you kind of. So you know, I was never super into Half Life. Um, so I don't come to it from a nostalgic point of view, but it's yeah. one of those things that's just like the I don't know the the heredity of like how big and how important the Half-Life games are can't be overstated like the reason that people tell stories through gameplay and not cutscenes is directly because of Half-Life um kind of the um manipulating physics yeah right like yeah. changing how things function in the game due to like, hey, I did this weird thing in the environment and, like, it's because of the gravity gun, right? So, yeah. um, it, it was super important. It did so much. And you definitely got to have respect for it for that. I yeah, think no, Valve, I, I changed um, the industry for sure. Yeah, I think Valve has dropped the ball as a company. Uh, sorry, I should say as a game developer. developer. Obviously, they've kept the ball firmly in their hand with Steam, right? Both of those balls, yeah. yeah. But, uh... You know, it, they were such, like, so cutting edge, so ahead of the curve, and then they sort of just stopped, right? Right. And I think it's because they kind of cursed themselves with their success. Like, they were afraid to, I guess, make something that wasn't up to their bar, right? Yeah, yeah. It does feel like they're really afraid of not being able to live up to the hype. Right. Um, so, my thing is... If your game doesn't live up to the hype, guess what? Nobody remembers it. Yeah. So it's fine. You just move on. They will talk shit about it, but no one will remember it at the end of the day when you do make right. something that lives up to the hype. Right. Um, so, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting. I think the problem with VR games is that it's impossible to play it as well as it demos. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem... No matter what happens, it never feels and looks... When I'm watching it, it doesn't look as seamless as... Um, the guy that's done the demo 76 The guy that's done the demo, or a regular game, for that matter. Right. Just a, yeah. playing a normal game with a controller. It's because um, so much about it is, like, more... Awkward. What do you say? Like, freedom of... Not really freedom of movement, but there's, there's so much more degrees of motion to track for that it's better to just limit it. And have a more concentrated control over what's happening. Right. Um, and I wonder if in the next, you know, if, if in the next, like, five years, the next eight years, I mm -hmm. wonder where this will be. I wonder how heavily, um, like, engulfed in VR we will be. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it, it, it's progressing. I've seen it, like, I've been watching VR for a really long time. Like, right. obviously, you know, back in the day, I think it was... Um, the guys that were making like Doom, they wanted to do something with it, and they were tinkering with it. And he, you know, determined it's just the technology is not there as of yet. We mm -hmm. can't make it. Um, and you know, it, it's it, it's just constantly, constantly changing. But it's looking like it's, um, you know, it's looking like it's 
getting to that point. Yeah, I think it's come really far. Like, little things. Like, we were just watching uh, on the live stream. He, uh, you know, obviously it's two hands. You have some little, like, holographic shit by the wrists. And uh, he has his gun. Something jumps toward the window, like this door. It has, like, a window that you can see through. And he's looking through it, and something jumps, like, onto the window and scares him. And he starts shooting at it. And when he reloads his gun, he takes out the magazine and chucks it at the window. Mm-hmm. Because good. you can do that. You don't just have to pull it out. It's not a stock animation where it's like, throw it away and put a new one in. Right. You like you're literally manually up. doing it, right? Yeah, you have to manually grab the magazine after you click the button. And then you can throw it down however you'd like. You can throw it overhand or underhand. And he just like pitched it sideways at the window. Like, son yeah. of a bitch scared me. You know? Yep. Um, that's that's awesome. Well, there's definitely the thing, too, in, like, VR. Part of the issue with VR is that it defeats, like, cinematicness. So, like, there's a lot of, like, the thing that really stands out for me is the, like, Fader Immortal game for the Oculus. Okay. That's, like, um, you know, you're, if you were a Jedi and you had a lightsaber, the actual real, like, perfect strategy is um like just waving it around really quickly um yeah it would deflect a bunch of shit and like as well so like the actual like perfect strategy even when you're like so they have these like training robots that drop down and you're fighting like you just wave it really fast because like in real life if a lightsaber actually existed it would not be a sword it would be a fucking death ray you know what i mean yeah so like um you know you, you run into things like that like in VR, you can see an enemy around a corner, and then you can just stop and, like, put your arm around the corner and pull the trigger, and they can't target you because your body doesn't physically exist. Right. On, like, on the other side of the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it is, like, it's definitely, like, game-breaking in a lot of ways, because there's a lot of shit that's just, like, um, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you, like, do this thing and you run around and do this? But then, like, in real life, it just doesn't work, you know? Right, right. So, I mean... I do think that there is room for that, though. Um, for sure. You know, it, it's... I mean, we use cover in video games a lot. And you can be shot around cover. Like, oh, for it, sure. It, it, you can break the cover. And, like, there's a lot of things. And, you know, that's just me sitting here not, uh, like, fully, fully knowing mm-hmm. what they... You know, what it takes, especially to make, like, a VR game. Like, right. I just don't know the mechanics. It's not something I've ever done. And... I don't know. I, I feel like it could be possible to do things like that. We see this scene here where he peers around the corner, sees an enemy, tucks back, loads the mm. weapon, and then the enemy starts coming around the corner and shotgun the shit out of it. Um, right. And then, of course, the what is that? The face hugger jumps at him, shoots yeah. it out of the air. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to be had. And I think in the next, like I was saying, um, like five to eight years, five, mm-hmm. like maybe ten years. Um, I think this will continue to take off. It may even be... I don't want to say it'll be the standard form of gaming, but it's a it'll, good It'll definitely be a typical... It'll be it's kind not of like going portable. away. Right. Yeah. It'll be so, a, definitely a bigger segment, I think. And the, the, what's really good is that the funding has stayed. You know what I mean? Because we talked about this in the yeah. past where it was like, really, they just need sustained funding to get them through a few waves of development, basically. Yeah. So it's like, if... You know, if the PSVR doesn't work, 
Sony still needs to front the money for the next PSVR, basically. Yep. So, like, yep. it seems like they're doing that, which is really yeah. good. So that's that's what we need. Just need to survive a few lean years, and then I think it'll be really big. So um, Yeah, for sure. It's definitely interesting. This could be the game that turns it for a lot of people, because a lot of people are just so into Half-Life. Um, I think the downfall is, and, you know, one of the things that a lot of people kind of expect is, like, Half-Life. They're known for innovation. I mean, I don't know what is innovating, being innovated here for VR. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think your character's still on rails. It doesn't really seem to be like you. Well, no, I think it's either teleporting or you're moving with a stick. Moving with a stick. I've heard some people talking. That would be, that would be, that would be vomit inducing. Yeah. That would be groundbreaking if they can do it with the head tracking and not make people ill. Oh, I mean, a lot of people have done that. But it's just like. Can you do it without making your player throw up? Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, and that was my problem. Like, just yeah. the first time I was playing with, it was before even, I think it was a dev kit 2 of the Oculus. Yeah. That fucked me up really bad. And I don't get motion sickness, like, at all. I can go on roller coasters all day, son. Right. And that just... It's, it, it's it, something totally different. Yeah, it's it's in your, it's in your ear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the fluids that you, it, it it's... Your brain is being tricked. Right. And it's like, I don't like that. Sure. Um, so, uh, it'll be interesting to see, especially with um, this coming out here uh, on the 23rd, on what will transpire moving forward. So, looking to the future, next one, 24th, uh, coming from uh, Ninja Theory for uh, Xbox One and PC, we have uh, Bleeding Edge. Um, yeah. We were talking a little bit about this. I do think the game looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, Grim, he played this. He's like, no, that game's dog shit. Damn. And I was like, damn, dude, that's rough. Um, but the style looks fun. Um, it's kind of like a third-person, you know, Overwatch clone. Not yeah. not a clone. You know, I, I guess I probably shouldn't say that. Overwatch awake. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's that style of... It, it's a hero brawler, I yeah. guess is the way to explain that. Um, some interesting-looking characters. You know, they have the same thing. DPS, support, uh, tank. Um, yeah. And it feels like... I don't know. This has, like... I don't know why I see this and I think of, like, Sunset Overdrive. It has, like... It's not the same style of game or anything. It's just a little kind of... Well, it's got similar... I don't know. Maybe it's just the style. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's got a similar kind of offbeat, kind of funky, punky style, I guess. Yeah, I think the thing that the thing that I would say that this reminds me of the most would be that um, uh, the Barlett Jones Detective Agency game, Drawn to Death, mm. yeah. reminds me of that, but not on paper. It's like a little more traditional. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you haven't checked it out, go check go check it out. It, I know they ran a ton of betas, but it'll be out. Um, I think it's just coming straight to Game Pass on yeah, yeah. the twenty fourth. So it is, um, and you'll be able to pick that up pretty well everywhere. Go get Game Pass. I think that's the moral of the story of this game. Go get Game Pass. Correct. Yeah. All um, right. So follow up to that. Uh, also on Tuesday the twenty fourth. Uh, 
this is typically we don't talk about ports, but I think this is kind of notable just that it's coming to consoles. Uh, sure. Moons of Madness coming from Funcom. This is the sci-fi slash Cthulian style, you know, creepy HP Lovecraft uh, sci-fi game. What's what's the uh, sci-fi movie um, where they're like they go to a space station and it makes people go insane? The sci-fi movie where they go to a space station and people go yeah. insane. I feel like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a lot of them. I'm sure you can never think of what particularly I'm talking about. I'm going to do some research real quick. But um, it's uh, it's definitely going to be some cool shit. It's like, you know, spooky shit, people going crazy, dark rooms, space station. Yeah. It's not dead space. Um, what more can you ask for? I haven't looked into this game too much, but seeing it now, like, I've heard its name a few times. Um, I haven't even really looked into what kind of game this is. Um, so I'm going to look right now just to well, give us like a quick first person rundown. exploratory. Very, there's, like, action, but it's not, like, combat. Uh, it's labeled as a first-person story-driven cosmic horror game. Yeah. Um, where scientific exploration of Mars meets supernatural dread of Lovecraft. So it sounds cool. Um, the thing that like it looks it looks really good. It looks like something I would be into. I think the thing that's going to drive me away is um, the like that it's not there's not like a lot of physical action. That it's just kind of this. Oh, it's mostly a walking story sim. Story walking sim where you're getting you know. I mean, it might be fun, but... Man. The I movie know. I was thinking of was Event Horizon. Oh, okay. Folks. <laughs> cool. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's definitely... It's something I was interested in because it was kind of winding up with <laughs> my, like, holy trinity of, of uh, Lovecraft games with literally the Call of Cthulhu, right? Sinking City. Hell yeah. And then Moons of Madness. Um, just so happened it was it was Lovecraft time, boys. So it's always Lovecraft time around here. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <clears throat> but that does wrap up the games releasing recap. Um, on the twenty third, we have Half Life Alex. Um, we have on the twenty fourth, Bleeding Edge and Moons of Madness. If there's anything we missed, feel free um, hit us up over on Twitter um, at Mammoth Games Inc. Let us know. And we um, are more than happy to pop that into next week's episode if there is something. Yeah. Um, as the, you know, as as uh, Filter over here would say, is big dick that we missed. Um, yeah. So, moving on, we'll take a look at some freebies. Uh, we talked a little bit about these last week. Um, so, no surprise there if you're uh, a longtime listener or watcher. Um, but uh, Epic Game Store is giving out Stanley Parable and Watch Dogs. That's not how I. You thought it. I was gonna go somewhere else because I typed, typed it as Watch Dogs. He typed Watch Dogs, and I said Watch Oops. Dogs, so it's not the same. Um, you can pick these ones up uh, right now until the twenty sixth, um, and then the twenty sixth to the second, you can pick up Figment and uh, Tormentor uh, X Punisher. Okay. Um, that looks interesting. Or maybe it's Cross Punisher. Uh, the style, the art style on that looks bananas. Um, let's go ahead and click. Drawn on. to death lives on. 
Yeah, there's there's no video. Um, but uh, as well, as I said, for free games, head over to Mammoth Games, Inc. Uh, check out our uh, free games for your staycation. Uh, like I said, GOG is giving out like 20 or 25 free games. A really, really good uh, amount of things for you to, you know, just play through. Even if you're not 100% interested in, there's um, a... a great amount here uh, as well they're running a really good spring sale which is where i picked up divinity 2 for half price um and uh just kind of looking through here some of the things that they're giving out for free um that sounded pretty cool uh some of these are playable teasers others are uh, like full games there's hello neighbor the alpha version of course you can get gwent you can get that anywhere that one doesn't really count uh, but Bio Menace, um, Adler's Blood, uh, the prologue of that. Um, yeah, just a ton of stuff there. Um, Monster Hunter World uh, was free uh, until the 21st, and I think it was just free only for that time. Um, so if you have some info on that, definitely let us know. Uh, until today, Assassin's Creed Odyssey was free. You might want to watch uh, Ubisoft. They might be uh, dropping some other things for free just to keep on that. And then, of course, the things we know. Fortnite, Apex, Call of Duty Warzone. And as well, one that I added a little late. Um, it was uh, the 2013 remake of Tomb Raider uh, on Steam. As of writing that, it was free. Um, so I'm checking right now, logging in to check. Still 100% off. It's free. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty cool. Even if, you know, you've played it before, it could be cool to jump into that and see what other things, you know, mod-wise or whatever could have been added to that game. Because it was pretty fun. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so we'll go ahead and jump into the news. Um, we have some pretty good stuff. I feel like some things we're going to spend some time on. We can start pretty much wherever you want to start, to be honest. We have... Technically, we have... Um, like one big section, yeah, uh, and then three kind of smaller things that were, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's go ahead and, fun uh, and noteworthy. let's go ahead and kick it off with the console detail releases, I guess, and uh, do it in chronological order. So the first one we saw was uh, Microsoft revealing some details about the Xbox Series X. Oh boy, this so, is what we've been waiting for. E, I mean, I've been waiting for price. <laughs> okay, but I mean, getting getting all of the info and kind of being able to compare it, um, yeah. a, a lot of people have been waiting for that. Like, hey, how is this going to match up to like the current consoles? How is this going to match up to my gaming PC? And how are they going to match up to each other? Yeah. Um, so uh, we're you know getting some of those details. I don't think they're going to drop that price point until they have to. Until people are like, okay, <laughs> like this is getting ridiculous. So, um, yeah, some of the stuff, I mean, we were kind of talking about this before the show with, like, some of the specific specs. That's, like, this doesn't actually really super matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, uh, so we're going to talk about each console and then we're going to do the comparison or whatever, so. Yeah, I do, um, do want to start that by just remembering, keeping that in mind, that this yeah. does not matter to you. It doesn't matter what is inside of these consoles. What matters is what people do with what is inside of those consoles. Yeah. Um, where are your friends going to be playing? That matters. Yep. Where are your favorite games going to be at? That matters. Um, what is inside of these consoles should not matter to you as much as what is um, 
going to be made with these consoles. Um, looking right. back, Again, PS3, like... PS3, that was the most powerful console out yeah. of the two, and yeah. it did significantly worse. Yeah. So um, just I mean, Xbox way. Xbox One X compared to PS4 Pro. The Xbox One X is like way more powerful than the PS4 Pro. Yep. And I don't know specifically how the PS4 Pro has done, but the PS4 has by far outsold the Xbox. Yeah, so, I think we looked at those numbers of the Pro it was like to sometime last yeah. year. It, 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 the Xbox might have even a few more sales, but I think they'll be attributing to people um, already having a PS4. Right. And then, like, I also want an Xbox. And right. we see that a lot late in the game where. That's how I am. You know, the PS3 even late in the game. They were yeah. like, we saw a spike in sales because people were like, I don't have that yet, and they have some cool stuff over there. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely going to come down to, like, if you really want the power of the machine, obviously you just have a gaming PC. Sure. That's, like, more powerful than this anyways. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they, they release more of the details. Both of the systems, obviously, are going to have uh, 4K uh, Blu-ray drives, which is good for me and the six other people on earth that are buying 4k dvds yeah um terabyte storage in the xbox uh so that's good um it has a expansion card slot which was causing some initial confusion i think the final news on that is that it it's a standard port but they are creating a custom device that you can plug into it, but you don't have to do that. Right. This is for... Um, or you're talking about the expanded storage, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, at first when people were looking at it, it looked like a custom port that they had created, so you were going to have to buy a unique hard drive through Microsoft, but yeah. I guess that turned out not to be the case. Um, Which is I'm not, smart. I'm not really sure, sure. What, the, what the full story on that was, but I think it's all good. Um, 16 gig... Uh, GDDR6 RAM, so you know the RAM kind of. If, once you have 16, you really don't need it anymore. Yeah, like it unless you're running like a server or something. So that's good. Um, they talk about their uh, GPU can hit 12 teraflops. I know that means a lot to everybody. Whoa, out there. whoa, whoa! The fuck yeah. is a teraflop about to do? Nothing. I don't even. Yeah. Um, eight core uh, I... custom Zen 2 CPU. That's pretty good. I listen to what a teraflop is, and I still don't understand. And yeah. I now have a master's degree from uh, watching Dan the fucking Dana Carvey. Of these consoles, yeah, yeah. He does look just like Dana Carvey, doesn't he? He looks like Dana Carvey. It's That's really weird. weird. Yeah. So um, it will just roll into the Dana Carvey presentation because it's pretty similar. Um, right off of the Series X, uh, they were talking more about the PS5. So Sony did a thing a couple days later. Being like, okay, now that they put their shit out, we're going to talk about our shit. Yeah, um, obviously. Gotta so, get that buzz. Sony's got the 8-core <laughs> uh, uh, Zen, Zen 2. So, pretty similar. Yeah. Um, and they're comparing it to the PS4. The PS4 is capable of 1.8 teraflops. The PS5 is 10.28. It's pretty good. Yeah, um, that, I mean, that's a significant jump, for sure. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and just for myself have the comparison open, but I mean, you can choose whatever you want to display in the live stream. There's plenty of different things to look at. But uh, between the two consoles, basically, they both have a Zen 2. Uh, the difference is that the Xbox Series X has a custom overclocked one, 
So the, the Xbox is going to be slightly more powerful uh, processor. Um, graphical processing units. So a lot of like graphics cards just have their own like CPU on board to kind of do custom like graphics processing, and it really frees up your system to be more powerful. Yeah. Uh, the PlayStation Five is boasting 10.28 teraflops, 36 uh, processing units, basically at yep. 2.23 gigahertz. The Xbox Series X, 12 teraflops, 52 CUs at 1.8 gigahertz. So it's got more teraflops because of having significantly more units, yeah. but the units are a little bit weaker each. But it, yeah. it ends up still being more powerful. So that I think that's going to be interesting to see how people develop solely for the Series X compared to mm. uh, solely for the PS5, which is going to be hard. We're not going to see... Um, you know, two exclusive games starting from scratch, you know, right. with Series X in mind and PlayStation 5 in mind. But right. seeing things like um, comparing, like, uh, an Uncharted to, like, a Gears of War or something. Right. Ultimately, um, it's going to be, be like... Um, so the, the graphic processing units, the thing that they're good at is processing a lot of simple things on screen. Mm -hmm. So, like, particles. So, like, the Xbox could get more particles. And if you remember with the PS4... One of the things they were bragging about was, like, on Mac. They're like, oh, we can have, you know, 10,000 unique items on screen or whatever. Yeah. So for the next wave of consoles, Xbox is actually able to do more. Yeah. Um, looking at memory, they're essentially the same. They both have 16 GDDR6. Mm -hmm. uh, the um, PlayStation is a 256-bit bus, so standard. The Xbox has a 320-meg bus, which, or, uh, sorry, millibyte bus, which is a little more powerful, but that shouldn't really make a difference. Um, memory bandwidth. Uh, the PlayStation is with their custom uh, solid-state drive, which is just, it basically plugs in like a RAM chip. Yeah. Um, they're actually able to get 448 gigs a second moved across that bitch. Think about 448 gigs a second. Half of the drive per second. Yeah. They can reach the entire drive in two seconds. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. It is yeah. because and they sprung for that custom, like, built-in drive. Yeah, and they, they, they broke that down on how that works during the yeah. presentation. It was actually kind of cool because he's like, you know, there's things that are, like, not stored in the same spot. Likely it won't be, like, next-door neighbors. It'll be, like further Center. away so things right. will take longer and in this instance it'll take two seconds to get across everything yeah so we're maximum milliseconds to get the things that we need right maximum bandwidth of like you know if you're if your game is like super fragmented or whatever mm -hmm. it's gonna take two seconds yes. it's the maximum amount of time it could take <laughs> and yeah that was that that was a pretty, pretty fun part of the presentation well they were talking about like um so xbox which, you know, is part of Microsoft, so this makes sure. sense, mm -hmm. that primarily what they're interested in is pushing the um, technology, right? Like, they're like, here is what we're capable of from a hardware perspective. Xbox is the only hardware that Microsoft makes, right? They don't make their own PCs. You know, they're not like HP. They, they yeah. make the software there. So the hardware that they do is in the HoloLens, you know, whatever Microsoft-branded items. I know there's like really good Microsoft like keyboard and mouse are known to be really good or whatever. And then there's the Xbox. So they're really trying to show off 
with the Xbox, right? So, um, for sure. The difference is that the way that PlayStation is coming at it, which a division of Sony, you know, Sony's primarily movies and music and like the hardware and software to run that shit. So, like, you know, Sony owns the license for Blu rays or whatever. Yeah. So, like, um, they're primarily concerned with end user. But what's interesting is that to PlayStation, they consider their end user to be the game companies, right? They don't consider the customer necessarily. So, like, they were asking their developers, what is going to help you when you're building games, right? What is a complaint that our architecture could resolve forever? And one of the big things that they heard was loading. Load time. Right? People are like, I hate having to sit and have my game load for five minutes. Then I get in and I walk through a door and then it loads for 10 minutes. Like, uh, Skyrim was notorious for this, right? Yeah, yeah. So they were like, well, how could we reduce load times? Well, what if we just put the whole fucking thing just directly onto the board, right? So yeah, yeah. They're, they were talking about doing load times and, like, fast travels and shit, and they're like, we're fully capable. Like, games at, at this point could, you could just fast travel instantly. Yeah. But we're recommending that developers put in a fake load screen just so that it doesn't disorient players. Yeah, to like slow them down because at that right. point it's just like teleporting. You're just from literally one spot teleporting to another. Like, instantaneously, you are in Markarth and now you're in fucking Rip my Skyrim map. Now you're in Rip Riften. Riften. And it's like it would literally just the graphics would just update, right? And it's like yeah. that would be shocking as somebody that's not used to that. Now you yeah, could they're... do some really cool shit with game design around that. Like, yeah. you can make a teleporting, like, tag game. That could be really good. Yeah, they, and they were also talking about, like, what, like, looking at it from, like, an art perspective on how it takes to load each individual, um, like, asset. Because yeah. assets are very, very different. And, um, you know, it, that, that's also looking at, like, LODs, and we've heard a lot yeah, about that's like, why you get rays like, and that's why you, you know, get pop ins and things like that. Is because it, it loads what the actual real polygonal structure of the thing is, like a mountain. Yeah. So you see this big blotchy, ugly thing, and then as you get closer or whatever, as you give it the system more time, then it makes the beautiful, detailed rock surface with snow and like dirt and like rocks and like plants growing out of it and shit. Like all of that is not actually really there to the game. That's just graphical interest that is like dumped on top of it yeah so like that would one of the main things that they're talking about like okay let's say we're loading in the you know the the high detail uh skin or whatever this mountain um and on the ps4 maybe that took a second so it's kind of noticeable and the new system it's essentially instantaneous it takes like one millisecond or something so like um that is where the difference is really going to come in and on the Xbox, uh, so we're, again, just to have numbers here, on the PS5, on their custom built-in internal storage, 448 gigs per second, right? Mm-hmm. On the Xbox, 10 gigs per second. Yeah. Or maybe six, depending. So basically they're saying if you split the system in half, oh. so if you're taking from one half to the other half, that's going to take about, uh, it'll, it can do 10 gigs. If it's taking from thirds, then it can only move at about six gigs, which is still lightning fast, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's still like uh, it's, so, it doesn't compare because it's just they have a terabyte, you know, <laughs> box inside their system that's just plugged in standard, 
NVMe, yep. uh, you know, outlet Solid or whatever. State, yeah. But um, it's just not, it, it just can't stand up to that, something that's truly integrated into the system, right? Right, right. And uh, again, can't stress this enough. This doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't like super we said, matter. It's both going to be lightning fucking fast. Right. I mean, if you so, compare it to the current consoles, it's going to be, again, it's just like looking at the 360 to the Xbox One. It's like night and day. Like, um, the PS2 to the PS3. On one of them, we're talking about fucking, you know, Crash Bandicoot. On the other one, we're talking about, you know, God of War. <laughs> so, ironically, uh, I, I kind of went a generation earlier accidentally there. But, yeah, you did. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, both of them can take uh, external USB uh, hard disks. Um, they both have expandable storage. Um, the IO throughput, like, I don't even know why that was even mentioned because that means nothing to me. Um, the PlayStation's fast. It's about twice as fast an IO throughput, but it, it, what does that do? But how much yeah. input am I really giving to the system that it needs to process? Like, it, it's how many gigs can pressing X possibly be? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, that was weird. I don't know why they even mentioned it, but um, yeah. So overall, this, both systems very powerful. They're they're equivalent to like a mid to like high low mid something. Yeah, like that it, it's probably a, a high a high end mid range PC. Right, is what I would so say. it's it's certainly not like a as good as like a thousand fifteen hundred dollar gaming PC or whatever. Yeah, but like yeah. it's that's not the point. Because not you're not going to be, right. yeah, you're not going to be spending like fifteen hundred bucks on this. You're going to ideally right. be spending between like four hundred and six hundred dollars. Yeah, four and six. Yeah. So w- they did not reveal pricing, which is nope. absolutely fucked. Um, it I, might be I, delayed I, due to coronavirus. I do highly recommend <laughs> go and watch that PlayStation video because it's holy fuck. Yeah. Like funny. they did not pull punches. They can tell like what we were saying. Xbox is like, what is best for the customer? Sony's like, what's the best? What is the best for the people who are developing for this? Yeah. It's fucking mind blowing to me on the level of detail. He was not speaking to the customer when he was talking about the PS5. He was speaking directly to the people who are developing for this. And that is wild to me. I don't know. Did you watch that video? Did you watch that whole video? I did not watch the whole video. I watched snippets of it. He went so deep into some of the stuff. Like, yeah. he, he, at some like points, he's like, and what, you know, what that actually means. And then he would go into like this small little tangent on what the fuck he was actually trying to say to mm-hmm. people who don't have a master's degree. Yeah. That was fun. Um, so, good times. Uh, again, doesn't matter. It's going to be fine. Um, and if you're watching the live stream, there's a little oddness going on with Facebook, but it should be fine. Um, not anything that uh, uh, us listening to the, you know, the way the Lord intended uh, has to worry about. Listening with one headphone in while you have the other headphone out trying to listen for... Uh... Nothing. Both headphones should be in, because most of these people should be working from home, I think. That's a good point, yeah. 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 Keep both those headphones so... in, folks. Uh, so the rest of our stories are all smaller, but definitely some like fan service shit going on in here. Yeah, yeah, some um, good stuff. So, I guess number one uh, on Mandalorian season two, mm-hmm. I think the like fan casting has been 
kind of like aligned with what the the director producers were thinking of. Uh-huh. Uh, Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. is coming back to play the live action Ahsoka Tano. Yes, she is. That is awesome. It's pretty dope. So, yeah. so what they so the the story was confirmed that Rosario Dawson is making an appearance. So we don't know how much she's really going to be doing, I guess. Right. Um, it is not officially confirmed that she is Ahsoka, apparently. But people no, are, but she's, she's been talking about it for months. So, like... She's... Yeah, she... It's basically like, hey, she's going to be in season two. Yeah. And then... It's like, who else could she And she's be? always talking about this character. She's not going to be this character. She's going to be like... She's a, they're going to slap her in a fat suit and she's going to be like an old fat guy. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Um, I'm yeah, excited been, for it either way. She actually has been like cosplaying as Ahsoka at events for like a couple years apparently. Yeah. Um, she just has the structure. Like she looks like... Her face is structured the same. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. Like... Season one was super, super good. Um, and, you know, adding, you know, just the things that we've already heard about. Yeah. Good to go. Like, I'm fully in. Nice. Yeah. That's um, pretty exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, another exciting bit for Overwatch fans. Uh, they got a new hero. We talked, uh, we didn't talk about this last week, but um, they they did reveal it. We have a new character named Echo. Nice. Um, Echo is pretty cool. Um, she can do things that uh, other characters just cannot do. Um, she's a lot like Farrah. Like get good. Uh, she's a lot like Farah because Farah can use her jetpack to fly up high, and she can kind of like okay. hover around and survey the battlefield. Yeah. Um, Echo can do that on a more grand scale. Uh, if uh, you know, j- just being completely honest about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she has like a power jump, and then she can glide. Yeah. Uh, so she's really cool in that regard. Um, the the video on the live stream is just her annihilating people with it because they don't know they they don't know how to like. Well, it's stop just like a new happening. level of verticality, right? Like, right. It's it goes beyond what any other character has done, so people have not like developed a good strategy to deal with it yet. Yeah, and. Um, I, I hear, I, and I haven't played because I haven't played Overwatch in a long time. But I hear her ultimate is really mm. cool. Um, her ultimate, she can become any other character. Oh, that's interesting. For for a short time, and not only can she become any other character, she gets her ultimate as that character at six hundred percent. Oh fuck. So, Wait it's like having whatever character you want on the battlefield, but on better. that battlefield at any time, getting their ultimate. Um, there's like, she can get ultimates as Tracer three and four times. Jesus. Um, as well, what this does is for the, um, because they, they, they've added some new things to, uh, you know, they've added a few new things to the game that's kind of changed it a bit. It's kind of made some people mad. Other people are just like, okay, whatever. Um, but uh, they've locked what hero you can be. Mm-hmm. So there's now you can only have like two DPS and uh, okay. like two healers. And, you know, you, you can't have all DPS. You can't They're have forcing all people to play better. <laughs> right. And usually in some instances you can only play 
uh, one character. There can only be one Zarya. There can only be one right. Torb. Um, so load times for matches are incredible. Some people will spend 20 minutes looking for oh a match as a character. Terrible. But if you're playing as Echo, you can be any character at any time, adding a third DPS, adding, you know, like a second tank or a healer. Right. However you want to look at that. Um, kind of changing the way that the game is uh, st- structured back to the way it was in the Old West mm-hmm. uh, when we were just fucking doing whatever the hell we wanted to. Um, so it, it's pretty cool, especially for those people who are playing, you know, are still playing. They're really hardcore into the scene. Um, I, this character, I feel like, is going to have to be scaled back. Yeah, I mean, that's a typical thing. Like, I, you know, this happens a lot in League of Legends where they introduce somebody and they're like, okay, so they're like, you know, they're kind of meant to do this thing or whatever. And then that person just ends up being insanely powerful. And it's like, uh, okay, we've designed characters for, like, years. I don't know how this keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... I think it's too, like, there is a huge advantage to being new, because people just don't have a strategy to deal with you yet. Oh, yeah. You know? Because it's like, it could be that they scale her back, because this also tends to happen in League of Legends, where they, like, scale a character back, because they're like, okay, uh, you know, so-and-so is just way too powerful, we're going to weaken them a lot. And then by the time that they put out the patch that kind of debuffs a character, everybody's figured out how to counter that character. Yeah. So then, like they're just getting doubly walloped and then they get buffed a little bit again. That's just like the normal pattern. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting debuffed. Uh-huh. <laughs> fucking. So I'm about to like, again, this is a thing where it's like, you know, um, I don't have like, like I don't burn bridges when I'm like, why well, I, I do, but like, I, I don't have personal problems with things when I move right. on from them. Right. Like, right. Um, like, if something's not for me, it's just like, oh, okay, this just wasn't something I was into, and I move on. If there's yeah. something that I liked, and then I kind of lost love for it over time, it's just like, okay, that, you know, this was important to me at one point, now it's not. The end. Right? Right. Fuck GameStop. <laughs> because these fuckers, so as every retailer in, like, a restaurant and bar is being closed... GameStop straight up classifies themselves as essential retail and they're they're forcing their stores to stay open. So I think I think we should run through the Jason Schreier's series of absolutely tweets. obliterating GameStop out here. So so how Mr. You, Babbage. Should we run through these series of tweets and talk about them one by one, or should we run through all of these tweets and talk about everything at the end? Um how do you want Let's to do them one by these? one. Let's do them one by one. This, <laughs> okay, this okay. is our last thing. thing. Nothing is really happening in the world because everybody is like on pause as they kind of wait to see what happens with the, my coronavirus. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the first one, I don't know if these are, are these in chronological order? These are in order. Yeah. Okay. So the first one here, March 19th at 4.09 PM. I think it's important to have the timestamp. Yes, Jason Schreier, my man out here saying, holy shit, video game retailer GameStop sent a memo to all of its staff telling them to keep their stores open even during state lockdowns and to tell law enforcer, law enforcement it's okay because they're, quote, essential retail. Okay. Uh, um, in a memo to staff today obtained by Kotaku, GameStop said, quote, due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home. Wait a minute, did they just say that? People are playing video games while they work from home. 
I think what they're saying <laughs> is there's a lot of tech-based people that are working from home now, and we carry the products that they need to keep their tech, you know, their business in order from home. Sorry, does oh, GameStop sell fucking internet work. routers? Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like, if they you're buying, literally like, sell video games, they <laughs> sell video games, video game controllers, and T-shirts. Oh, they, they sell. It, it, uh, it's essential that I get this fucking pop vinyl figurine of Daryl from the fucking Walking Dead. Is I, I'm not sure, but I, I do know that they, uh, you know, they, they've. Um, like I'm trying to think of one thing that they sell. Like I don't remember having a good computer mouse in our store or a good keyboard. No, we would sell store. them, but they weren't good. So it's like, uh, so there there was a really good follow up. Um, uh, so Andrew Cuomo, New York governor, uh, said, "Breaking, I will sign an executive order mandating that 100 percent of workforce must stay home, excluding <laughs> essential services." This order excludes pharmacies, grocery stores, and others. Jason Schreier said, pharmacies, grocery stores, and GameStop. Because <laughs> it's so needed. Like, oh, I don't even understand. Like, yeah. it, it, it's the mentality of the people who work, at, like, that are high up in that company. Yeah. I, I'm, again, not surprised by this. Oh, no. Um, but I still just don't get why they think that they're like their store has become spencer's at this point i mean it's it's become i would say a, a notable step weaker than spencer's because the spencer's stores are all still open that's true you it's like this. it man i don't i and and I guess they don't have... I mean, I guess Spencer's probably battles online retail, but not in the way that video games work. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I guess that's probably part of that. But Like, a crucial part of Spencer's and, like, the ability for some of these, like, kind of niche retailers to stay relevant is that you don't actually know that you want the thing they're selling until you see it, right? Like, they've got a lot of weird shit that's, like... Like, you would probably not be in such a deep like Amazon hole that you discover that they sell uh, Chucky themed vibrators. Right? <laughs> right? So like when you're in the store the and you see that and it's like the next it's movie. been it's been discounted like thirty six times. There's like nineteen different price stickers on the box so you can't tell what the actual cost is. Like it's funny. You're probably there with a friend or something, so you're like, oh dude, this would be hilarious if we pick this up. Right? And it's like right. Like, you're probably not going to find that amount of, like, knick-knack bullshit on, online, unless you're looking for it. So, yeah. like, the difference is that GameStop is trying to move in that direction because they're like, hey, while you're in the store picking up Call of Duty 76, maybe you'll... Uh, I, that's a cursed game. That's funny. Uh, maybe you'll go pick up a shirt, and then while you're looking at the shirts, you'll be like, oh, I, I kind of like uh, Disney. Maybe I'll get this Disney princess uh, bobblehead uh, fucking pop vinyl or whatever for yeah. $14 or whatever and then you'll, shit. And then you'll probably shit your pants, so you'll have to buy the collector's You'll probably the shit game your pants. pants, so you'll you'll need to buy your new um, uh, sweatpants from GameStop so you can quickly uh, wipe up any residue. But it's like, you know, that, that doesn't really work for GameStop because the difference is that People go into Spencer's to buy some dumb shit. Right, People right. go into GameStop to get one particular thing. Specifically, they go in there for... To get a game. There's, there's, 
a variety of customers that you do get at GameStop, but they all have the same goal of walking in knowing they want one thing specifically. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just don't see... And, like, um, so, again, there's, like, uh, some follow-up in some of these tweets that's, like... Um, the difference is that between GameStop and a lot of other places is that GameStop's in serious trouble right now. Like, they're hanging on by the, the skin of their ball sack. Right. And... Let me tell you, the skin's getting thin. Because, yeah. like, if they close some of these stores and just lose this revenue during this time, that could just be the end. Like, they might not ever open a lot of these again. I, so it's I, like, I do wonder if they're going to um, scale back, like, heavily scale back, like, more than they already have. Yeah. Just kind of, like, fall into obscurity, um, drop off, and then come back with a different service. Try to have, like, a surge in the future. I mean, like... The only way to survive is to turtle up, right? You got to right. pull in. You got to get yeah. behind your shelf for a while. Figure see if out you can, what's right and what's wrong. Like, I, I wouldn't even say generate revenue. I would say preserve revenue, right? Like, right. Right. GameStop was making money hand over fist for a decade or more. And now they need to realize, like, uh, uh, it's this kind of stuff's wild to me because there's something very similar going on with, like, airlines that. Yeah. Um, like right now, so this hasn't happened. Like GameStop's not begging for government money yet, but airlines are. So it's like these airlines for 30 years have been charging you an extra $40 to fucking fart in your seat. And they give you a complimentary $3 water, right? Lucky. And it's like, um, you know, you pay an additional, if your bag weighs two pounds too heavy, you pay an additional $45, uh, pay six bucks now to pass through the security line one percent faster, like all this stupid shit. And they've been using that money to do stock buybacks for all of that time. So they're just preserving money within the company, and you know making their bottom line higher. And then they get into trouble now. They're offering like twenty dollar round trip flights to fucking the South Pole and shit, and like. Now they're, like, begging for billions of dollars of bailouts, right? And it's like, dude, if, you know, if I get, if I miss a couple mortgage payments and I get thrown out of my fucking house, I don't get to say, oh, sorry, I was doing stupid shit with my money and I wasn't saving it. And they go, oh, okay, no, that's fine. You're you're right back in. We're going to erase your loans. Um, Here's $5,000. Thanks for letting us know. That would be I get told to eat ass and fuck off. Yeah. So... Well, Why looks like they're living on the that, streets now. I mean, luckily, I think GameStop's going to be in this corner because GameStop's just kind of a... It's like, they've been scapegoated by like politicians in the past. I do not see GameStop getting a single penny from the federal government. So, like, I mean, like, the, the you know, those guys that are always like, uh, video games cause violence. I'm going to sue GameStop for allowing this mass shooting at a school that I could prevent day one by signing a gun control bill. But it's like, it's always some dumb shit like that, so it's like... I don't see them getting any kind of bailout or anything. And I think GameStop is going to be one of the few companies that is told, pack your shit and get out, right? And that's that's very rare. But we're seeing a lot of really weird shit. The federal government is going to funnel a trillion dollars a day into the stock market to prevent a recession. Mm-hmm. A trillion dollars a day. That's a lot. That's a lot. And when you're... Uh, somehow I knew I was going to be able to go political on this. If you're... Yeah out here and you're asking for shit like uh hey why don't we delete student loans because it's kind of predatory and fucked up and you know younger people 
you know, Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Z um, certainly millennials, whatever comes after that, some dumb shit. Um, you know, they've been told, like, you must have a college degree or you will not get any job anywhere, right? So you go get a college degree. It costs like $80,000. You have those loans because it's the only way you can afford to go. And then they're like, shit, you shouldn't have took out those loans, dumbass. Well, I guess you're fucked. What an idiot. And it's like, so all student loan debt is like $890 billion, something like that. Uh, so right. yeah. less than one day of what the federal government's going to do to preserve the stock market. <laughs> and this potentially is going to last for months. I mean, the coronavirus is expected to be burned out worldwide by like the end of July. Just because the length of the time that you have the disease, the length of time it exists in the world, the length of time you can be a carrier of symptoms, the length of time passing between multiple people and like you get it and you infect your buddy and then your buddy gets it, but neither one of you show symptoms. And then he reinfects you later and then you show symptoms the second time because you're already kind of defeated. So yeah. like that's going to be happening. So like worldwide, probably like end of July. Yeah. Um, like I, I mean, and there are chances that this could be like a low key thing for like literally ever because people are dumb. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, and, right. and it's also like revealing a lot of weaknesses. So like our system really cannot handle things like this, right? Like certain right. systems can, and it's not necessarily to say those systems are better. You know, I have my own personal opinion or whatever, but like, it's just a fact. Our system cannot really handle shocks like this. Right. And in, in fact, right. we're looking at a recession anyways. And it, you know, it's kind of been said that we've been overdue for a recession and this might just be the straw that breaks the camel's back or whatever. But, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, camel's back's broke. So it doesn't really matter yeah. what the straw was, right? So The camel's not dead. <laughs> the camel ain't happy. And you never want an angry camel toe running around. So, like, it, this, this shit's just going to keep happening, you know? And it's, it's interesting that, like, our solution for it is, well, just drop like, you know, $40 trillion in short-term bonds or whatever to preserve these businesses. But it's like, when we're talking about short-term, we're talking about like a couple days. Mm -hmm. If this lasts for a few months, they don't have funding in a couple days. They don't have funding in a week. They don't have funding in a month. They're not going to be able to pay the shit back. So what do you do? A couple options. You can just write off the debt. Oh, okay, well, that was just free... Uh, you know, that that was a free $300 trillion. Don't worry about it. Uh, you can take that shit and say, okay, pack your shit and get out. The federal government owns GameStop now, which I, I cannot <laughs> think of a worse nightmare. I or uh, Maybe more people will go, though. I, I, what other option is there? Like, that, that's pretty much it, right? Like, right. goodbye, or you're fucked. So it's like, if, like somebody's fucked either way. So it's it's going to be probably nightmarish to see this play out, but Jason Schreier is just absolutely lighting these bitches on fire. So, so good. So, so they did uh, continue. So, yeah, to yeah, continue. GameStop did have to. It was forced to close in California because uh, was it Gavin uh, Newsom uh, was like, "Fuck you, close that shit," and I don't really care what you said. I don't care about essential business. I said close it. Yeah, you're dumb. And then he walked in personally to every single GameStop and just beat the shit out of the manager. Beat the shit out of the manager, which is <laughs> which was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, I, I would say it doesn't fix the problem. It's not the manager's fault, but pretty dope. <laughs> uh, so um, then there was a follow-up 
GameStop employees in California, where all stores were told to shut down, uh, reporting that they're being told to use personal time or file for unemployment, there will be no pay. Personal time is only available to assistant managers and above. Yeah. And so assistant get, managers I, and managers. I, I did not get personal time as an assistant. So it, it kicks in after, what, six months or a year or something? You start earning? Oh, mine never kicked in. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. At all. Yeah. So it's like, like, you want time off? Just, well, I need you here anyway. This this place is just rife with, like, fucking illegal business practices and shit. And again, like, when people say, oh, hey, well, you know, minimum wage jobs are meant for high school employees. GameStop is literally meant for just high school employees. That's not true of a lot of places. But I would say the median age that works, like, GameStop employees is probably, like, 26. <laughs> so, like... Sure. But still, there's people that are out here trying to fucking feed their family on their manager's salary. I know somebody that has 97 kids that was a manager at GameStop and that had to feed the whole family. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I, I understand that that's stupid or whatever. And like, oh, well, you know, he should have uh, simply gotten 16, uh, uh, you know, master's degrees and then became a doctorate of whatever. And then they, he would simply be able to pay for 97 kids in a McMansion. It's like, yeah, I know, but real people's lives don't work like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's totally fucked up to be like, hey, due to something totally outside your control, your life is ruined now and you can't pay your rent. Sorry. Um, so Jason Schreier, of course, legend, follows up. If you're curious, GameStop CEO George Sherman makes base annual salary $1.1 million and is eligible for an annual bonus of $1.65 million. He also received an equity package of $10.5 million in GameStop stock, which obviously isn't worth anything at this point. But no. it's just like, do you think I that mean, dude is not getting paid while the stores are closed? He's getting paid. Oh, he's getting paid. His, his like, checks are coming in every home. other Friday, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I hope this isn't even any different for him because what can they possibly... Again, it's like of a company that has hundreds, maybe thousands of stores worldwide, you know, making billions of dollars a year or whatever. Right. Um, what does the CEO by themselves do? I understand the board of directors makes certain decisions. I understand the executive leadership team makes makes decisions on where they're going to open stores and they do burn down curves and shit. I understand that they have a function. But let, let me ask, what does just the CEO, George Sherman, George just Sherman. George Sherman, not with anybody else, by himself, what does he do? Nothing. Yeah. You know, that's like saying, what does one single low-level, entry-level employee at one store how much value does that one employee generate for the store? It is unknowable. It'll always be none. It's basically none, <laughs> right? So any single employee is not vital. Why does this guy need 1.1 million? And why yeah. is it that he gets paid his, whatever that breakdown is, a hundred thousand something a month, right? A little sure. less than a hundred thousand a month. Um, okay, we got to wrap because my parents are about to bust in and just completely whip my ass. But, uh, <laughs> You know, why does why does he get that and his employees that literally all they need per paycheck is like 40 bucks because that's all they get anyways? Why don't they get that 40 bucks? Right. That's what I want to know. That's a great question. And my whole ass. To wrap it. You always GameStop, GameStop is finally closing their stores. Uh, customers giving extra PTO and pay to employees. Yeah, they just got finally. absolutely eviscerated. Yeah, so. it, it, it's just sad that we have to go to this length yeah. to... 
Like, we, we have to basically publicly shame them. Yep. To make anything happen. Um, so, it just... It's sad. There's more of a reason now than ever to just stay home, never go to GameStop, and just order from Amazon or wherever you get your video games from that's not GameStop. Personally, I'm a big fan of my little like mom-and-pop shop down the street. Supporting local business and not giving money to GameStop because... It, yeah. I mean, what more do we need to say? We've talked about it all here. Exactly. Um... So, uh, that pretty much wraps up our show. Uh, this guy over here has got to go, because today is technically his birthday. Yeah. Uh, are you doing anything that. cool? You're Absolutely not. I think we're going to watch, uh, we're going to watch, um, um, Chernobyl. Watch, watch Parasite again. I, I, like I'd be parents. down for that. I, my parents can't read, so they're not going to be able to do a subtitled film. Ah, I hate when that happens when you're You know how it is. Read. Right. So we don't take up any more of this guy's time. Um, just letting you guys know, head over to mammothgamesinc.com. Check out all of our stuff there. We'll have more stuff posted in just uh, probably the coming hours. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc for all your top news and video game stuff over there. And at Twitter, at mammothgamesinc, so you know when we go live. Thank you guys for hanging out. But until next time, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filterboard. Have a good one.